0: So distraught. I just recorded like a whole twenty minutes of the podcast, and my laptop shuts down. And now I've had to restart. And I could actually cry. I'm actually tearing up. This is really sad. <laughs> I'm actually crying. Um, it's not a good day. You know what? It was written in the fucking stars. I knew it would not be a good day today. Because hi guys, well, welcome back to the, another episode of the Keepers. Currently, Tuesday, the eleventh of July, and. Today I have to say goodbye to someone I really don't want to say goodbye to, and you know I've pit in my stomach about it. Tears have been shed about it for like the past two months, and I thought you know recording this podcast would be a lovely little distraction from the fact I have to say good say this goodbye later today. But no, I just recorded a whole oh my gosh, she cried. I just recorded a whole uh, a whole episode that she just deleted because my laptop run out of charge and you know what's a piss take guys is it is I, I plugged the charger in I just didn't turn the switch on <sighs> why do bad things happen to good people no I'm actually sobbing this is really bad no I'm not actually sobbing but I like I'm, I'm tearing up and I'm having to stop before mascara goes everywhere okay so let's restart um I'm clearly not having a good day, I'm not having a good day, but it's fine, we're just going to carry on, we're going to live, laugh, love it off, and I'm going to continue to tell you why you're here today, and that is to tell you the story of my pocket watch. Now listen, before we get into it, I'm just going to give a little, like, summary of how my week's been, we went to Stockholm, me and my family, which is in Sweden, I do not know it was in Sweden, I thought it was in Switzerland or something, I don't really know, you know what, so many people thought I was in different places, they thought I was in Berlin, they thought I was in Norway, they thought I was in Scotland, No one seems to know what Stockholm is, but it is Sweden, just for clarity. Um, And I had such a lovely time. We sight saw and went to loads of museums and went shopping and it was just really nice. It was a little celebration for me and my sister's 18th and my brother's 21st, which is coming up next month. And it was just a really nice little getaway. I mean, it was clouded by the fact I had a mini depressive episode uh, because of body image. I was just very severely bloated and it just got to me, it got in my head and I was just not having a good time. Um, But we eventually got over that, we eventually got over that, we just drank loads of water, and ironically that de-bloated me, I always thought water bloated you, but it seems to be the other way around. So, apart from that minor setback, it was a very nice time, and I love Stockholm, the city's great, I'd recommend anyone to go there, and yeah... And now here I am, trying to avoid the fact I have to make a very difficult goodbye this afternoon, but it's fine. It's all in the dead arm diaries. By the time you'll we'll be listening to this, I will be interrailing. And, you know, an interrailing podcast shall be coming out soon. It will be coming out after this one. Now, onto to the story of today, the pocket watch story. If you know me, you know that I love pocket watches. Now, a lot of people don't seem to know this fact. A lot of my closest friends don't seem to know that I'm a pocket watch person. Which I find slightly surprising because it's a very odd little thing about me but I love clocks, I find them very interesting, I find the concept of time very interesting but this obsession stemmed from the River of Ink series which is a book series of like four or five books and the main boy in it like kind of rubs his thumb across the like engraving of his pocket watch and I just, I don't know, it was like a consistent thing that ran through all of these books and I don't know why I gravitated towards it so much, but I just was so obsessed. I mean, I love these books as well. Like my favorite book series ever is His Dark Materials. It's a trilogy. I think I've talked about it before. I was sobbing at the end of it. It was the first book or books that I was actually properly like sobbed over. Um, and I was like to mum. I was like, it was during 2019 as well. And it was just a rough year, but that book was just oh, such a lovely escape. And I remember crying about it when, the, when I finished reading it. And I said to mum and I was like, mum, I don't think I can read another book like I I can't read another book because I feel like I'd be cheating on this book like this is my first relationship it was so funny I was fully like in a relationship with these books um but anyway the other series I read after that was the river of ink series which were just as incredible not like mm, like historic materials are still outweighs that like 100 percent. but the river river of ink series is still a really good series and Again, I got to the end of it and I was just like sobbing, like heart-wrenchingly sobbing, like I was just in pieces. it Like tears were falling onto the pages. It was a rough night that night. But um, anyway, this boy had this pocket watch that he always like kind of fiddled with in his pocket. It was kind of like a comforting thing. And I was like, damn, I really want a pocket watch. Like that sounds so comforting that no one knows, but you just have this little gem in your pocket that you just kind of play with. So anyway, for one of my birthdays, after I had this newfound little obsession, my dad kindly gave me a pocket watch and it was like this one off Amazon and it's the one that's the cover art for this um, podcast. A lot of people are just like, oh, it's just a watch. No, 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 no. It's the pocket watch that I have, okay? And it was a cheapy little pocket watch and it was great. I loved it, it served its purpose, but it's, it stopped ticking all of a sudden, okay? It kind of got maybe like two. A year and a half ago it stopped ticking and I was like well this is a shame I was like how have I broken it and I was too scared to say anything so I was like I feel like I've broken it and then in Easter my brother was down and my dad was like here my brother and dad were together and they're big watch people they love watches and they just were like oh how's your pocket watch and I was like mm, actually guys it's a little bit broken and They said what? And I was like, I'm I'm really sorry, but I think I broke it. Like, it doesn't tick anymore. And they were like, oh, no, it's fine. Like That's just what happens to watches once they get old. Listen, I don't know if that's actually a thing or if they were just being nice. I don't know anything about watches other than the fact that I think they're pretty, okay? You know, people must think I must be a watch geek. No, I know nothing about them, sadly. I just know that I like them. Um, So anyway, turns out I didn't break this watch, I don't think. So that was fantastic. And I was like, oh, great. And then my dad was like, you know what? I think it's time we can give you like, one of my pocket watches, and I was like, oh, stop it, stop it, because a while back, my dad had showed me these old, old, old pocket watches, um, that were from his family, and he hadn't give them to, he didn't give them to me because I was obviously quite young at the time, you know, young, irresponsible, can't take care of nice things, um, hence I got the pocket watch from Amazon, and he was like, you know, when the time's right, maybe one day you can have one of these, Fast forward to this Easter when I announced that my old pocket watch is broken. Dad's like, "So this is this is one of the watches. This is one of like your great great something grandfather's. I don't know one of their watches." And I was doing the math and I was like, "That's probably from like the eighteen hundreds. That is wild. Like this is like a antique we have going on, and it's so nice. It's got a lovely engraving on it, which is so cool. It's like I don't know what it means, but it's just so cool." And then. the pocket watch is basically, sometimes you can get pocket watches that have a back cover and a front cover. Um, so it just means that when you, like, push the button at the top, both sides ping open. But this one only had a back cover, so the front cover was just glass. It was just the dial on the glass. Um, and then had the back cover, which revealed the engraving and everything. Anyway, it was lush. And I was showing it to everyone, and I was like, wow, look at this new pocket watch my dad gave me. Isn't it cool? No one cared, but, like... I think they thought it was funny just because they're like, you're such an old man, and I was like, I know I am, I know, and what about it, so anyway, my dad gives me this watch, and he says, you know, as an early 18th, I'll let you, I'll let you have this watch, and I was like, no way, I was like, I'm being given an artifact here, like, this is insane, and he says, you know, take good care of it, don't, don't take it to school, don't break it, don't, you know, be careful with it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I was like, I spent, what, like three years with my other watch and I didn't, I never broke it, it just stopped ticking. So I was like, this will be a piece of cake for me. I've learned well, I'm very precious with things like this. Um, I think we know where the story's going. So anyway, you know, I take it to school with me. I'm having a good time. I'm having a party, you know, in lessons when I'm bored. I play with the pocket watch. I just keep it in my hand and rub my thumb back and forth a little engraving, just like this little boy in the book. And I have a good old time and I think, wow... I have, I'm literally holding time right now. That is so cool. And I know that's a really dumb thing to say, but I was like, I'm literally holding time. Is that not cool? <sighs> I don't know. Um. Anyway, so I took it to school and it was all fine. And then I take it to dance. Now, listen, you're going to think I'm so silly. Like, why are we taking this to dance? Why are you about to dance... And flounder around with a pocket watch. No, don't be so silly. Okay, it was a theory lesson. We'd finished our practical, it was a five-hour theory lesson, I was getting bored, it was in my pocket, just like it is at school, and I thought this, this will be harmless. And it was for like three hours. And then we get into the other half of the class, and then I put my feet on the desk because I'm just chilling, I'm just relaxing, you know, I kind of know the information, so I don't really need to listen or take notes. I'm just kind of there, just, just chilling. And you know I moved the pocket watch from my trouser pocket to my jumper pocket because that's ease of access then I can actually like properly play with it and like have a good old time and I was having a good old time until (sighs) until I forgot it was in my pocket and you know we're packing away we're putting the desks away putting the chairs away we're waddling over to reception where my shoes are and because you're not allowed to take shoes in the studio, sorry. I realise out of context that would sound so very weird. But um, we're in reception and I'm leaning over, you know, putting my bag on. The pocket watch slides out of my pocket, smashes on the floor. And I just go, what? Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Like, I'm, I'm, guys, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm reliving this trauma. It was a really bad day. But I literally put my hands on my head. And I start to tear up a little, and I'm like, my dad's gonna kill me. I literally say over and over, my dad's gonna kill me, my dad's gonna kill me, oh my God, my dad's gonna kill me, what am I gonna do? Meanwhile, I'm picking up all the glass, because basically it lands, of course, it lands face down, it lands with the glass front, being shattered everywhere. Not on the back where there was a nice metal cover to protect it, no, 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 it lands on the glass front. Of course it does, it always happens with things like these. And the floor in reception isn't like a carpet or something, it is like a marble concrete floor. It is rock solid, like you don't wanna fall over on that because you're gonna get probably a concussion. (sighs) So this, this watch smashes and all my friends are like, oh my God, and I'm like, oh my God, I've literally had this watch for probably like two weeks no surely it must have been longer i don't even know maybe okay let's just say i've probably had it for about a month and I think, shit, how have I done this? Like, this is awful. And I see the receptionist. I'm like, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry for ruining your floor. Like, I've just put glass everywhere. Because, you know, it's a ballet school. There were like, little kids running around barefoot here. And I was like, this is a disaster. They're going to get shards of glass on their feet. So I was, like, picking up all the glass. And all my friends were like, Helena, what are you doing? Like, don't pick up the glass. But I was honestly in a state of fear. And I was like, I need to put this glass in the bin. I pick it all up, put the glass in the bin, and the reception is like, No, stop apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry about your watch. And I was like, Don't be silly, I put it in the wrong bloody pocket. Oh, because I didn't put it back in my child's pocket. I forgot it was in my jumper pocket. It's so silly of me. So, anyway, I pick up the pieces, and my friend's are like, What are you gonna do? And I was like, Guys, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I can't tell my dad. That's one thing. I can't tell him. I've literally had it for a month, and it's like an antique watch. Like, it's old. It is old. If he knew I broke it, I would be. Dead. it's like a bloody heirloom at this point I was like I can't <sighs> not an option not an option to tell the parents and also may I say that this week I'd been threatened by my parents that they were going to close my account because I spent too much money completely understandable from them I spend money like it's nothing and that's not because I'm reckless maybe I am but it's not because I'm reckless it's just because I have an addiction and concerts are an addiction. I don't spend money on anything else. I don't spend money on clothes. I don't spend money on food. Well, not really. I don't spend money on food or like drinks or going out. All my money goes to concerts. And I had very little left of this money. I had like uh 80 pounds left in my bank account, which sounds like a lot. But when you hear the price of this watch, <laughs> you'll realize I was running low on funds. So anyway, they'd been threatened. I'd been threatened with them closing my account. And I was like, shit, if it like, I don't even know if I can afford to pay for this, and I was like, okay, I was prepping myself for it to be, like, at least over 100 pounds, and I was like, you know what, it's probably gonna be over 100 pounds, that's fine, I can, I can take that bullet, I can bite that bullet, it will be fine, mm. so I pick up the broken pocket watch, and I put it in my pocket, um, ironically, the pocket that broke it, and we continue to leave the building and i'm still about to cry and i don't want to cry so i'm just like okay what am i gonna do and i'm like and then my friend's like why don't you go get it fixed take it to a watch shop and i was like wow that is so true she was like you know what you can this is a great opportunity for you right now to take initiative like you're gonna turn 18 in a couple months you can take initiative you have a credit card you can do this by yourself and i was like you know what girly i can do this by myself so i get on her bus I go to Ealing, there's a Timpsons in Ealing, which is a watch shop, if anyone knows. And I go up to the man, okay, and I say, hello, and he's like, oh, hello, and I get the pocket watch out of my, like, pocket and put it on my hand, and I'm like, sir, I have a problem. And he goes, oh, no, what's what's happened? And I was like, right. So you see, you see this, the whole glass has smashed, there used to be a glass dome on the front of this surface it is all gone it was all smashed i've smashed it there is a hand oh yeah um there is a hand that is missing the hands fell off as well the hand is missing and i was like the big problem is sir i can't tell my parents about this because it is a very old old watch it is my dad's watch he you know he would quite frankly kill me if he found out because he trusted me with this and i broke it and he gave it to me as an early 18th i'm not even 18 yet sir you know giving my whole life story and i was like we've got to be mia agents we've got to i don't even know we've got to be spies and he was like okay okay he was like let me look at it and he looks at it and he's like okay not too bad like he was like so all you need to do is get one hand which I can do easy peasy lemon squeezy and then we need to um get the glass fit and I was like yeah yeah yeah, that's it all the cogs are fine all the metal is fine it's just a bit of glass that went wrong um so he says okay problem number one you have to pay up front and I was like absolutely not a problem and he was like oh really and I was like I've got a credit card I can do this sir yes I can do this and he's like okay okay he goes problem number two I'm gonna have to send this off and get it properly re like the glass recut and sized and fit or whatever and I was like oh can you give me a time estimation how long is this gonna take and he was like you know what normally two weeks but for you miss one week and I was like oh you are an angel and then he says problem number three, and I was like, okay, hit it, hit me with it, hit it, hit me with it. And he goes, it's gonna be how much was it? He's gonna it's gonna be seventy pounds. And I was like, oh, absolutely not a problem, literally not a problem. I can do that for you. And he was like, wait, really? And I was like, yes. Are you kidding? I thought it'd be like at least in the hundreds. I was like, seventy pounds. I have a ten pound profit in my bank account. I can do that. I can survive. And also this evening I was going out with my sister to the cinema and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford dinner. But luckily we got McDonald's, it was three pounds. So then I had seven pounds set in my bank account. We were doing well. And anyway, this man goes, okay, so we're doing it then. Like we're actually doing this. And I was like, sir, we are doing this. And he's like, okay, let's do this. And I was like, let's do this. And meanwhile, there's a whole line of adults behind me waiting to adult their life to this Timpson's mom. And you know, get all their watches fixed. And I was like, wow, I am so adult right now. Like I've literally done this all by myself. I've sent off the watch, I've got it fixed. I am a problem solver. I have sorted this. And I'm just having a great time with this man. He's just the nicest man. And he's like, miss, I really hope this works out for you. And I was like, thank you so much, that you're literally an angel, you're a lifesaver. I like bless up to be honest. And he says, oh, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I was like, I will, thank you. You have a fantastic day. Anyway, we part our ways. I go home, obviously don't tell it, don't pretend that nothing's happened, and me and my sister go to the cinema, we have a good time. Time flies by and, you know, Timpson's man says to me, oh, I'll text you when the watch is ready. You know, time flies by, and for context, this is, it's in a couple of weeks later now, oh! Meanwhile, my dad, one morning, really randomly, walks into my room and is like, oh, how's the pocket watch going? And I go, what? Does he know? Does he know something? And I go, um, it's fine. And he was like, you haven't broken it, have you? And I just start laughing. And I was like, oh, no, me breaking it. No, don't be so silly. You're so silly. And he was like, well, I just haven't seen it for a while. I was like, well, yeah, but that's because I put it under my pillow when I sleep at night because the tick is really loud, which is true. It tick-tocks like you wouldn't believe. It ticks so loud that it actually started to wake me up. So I had to put it under my pillow to silence it. But anyway, he eventually leaves and I was like oh my god he knows so my crazy brain thinks he's intercepted my bank statement seen Timpson's on the bank statement and said like 70 pounds and is now trying to like get it out of me that I've broken this watch and I was like oh my god he knows he knows because I was like you know they were it, my parents were very concerned about my money spending and they wanted to look at all my bank statements, so I thought, dad is most definitely intercepting my bank statement, and he's he's looked at it to make sure I spent, I haven't spent too much money this month, and he's seen the timps and 70 pounds, like he knows something's up. That was actually a really delusional, but really smart, I thought, a really smart theory, but no, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. Um, he just had a suspicion, I call it parents intuition, I don't know, but anyway, then a couple of weeks pass by, it hits a Monday, and this Monday is way day, right, at cams, and I need my weight to go up. I need my weight to go up because I had just started being on my own meal plan My weight had gone down by quite a significant amount. Everyone was stressing. Everyone was crying They were like everything's going wrong. You're gonna you're literally back where you were last summer And I was like, okay, like maybe in terms of weight I am but not in terms of mentality and not in terms of like physical strength Like I'm so much stronger than I was last year But anyway, everyone's freaking out and I need this weight to go up Like I've been eating food like you wouldn't believe Um, because I was like, I need my weight to go up right now to prove that I can eat by myself. So I'm already stressed, okay? Oh, and it's the start of A-levels. I have two A-levels the next day. Anyway, I get a text in history from Timpsons and I'm like, fantastic, it's ready to be picked up. That's so ideal. On my way back from CAMS, I can pop into Ealing, get the wash, go back to school and revise till five and then come home, revise more for my two exams the next day. I open the email no I open the message and it says it says glass colon and then nothing and it says hand colon nothing and then it says service colon 295 pounds I gasp I gasp and I I immediately put my hand in my mouth and I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and my friend behind me is like, what's wrong? And I was like, no, 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 it's fine, it's nothing. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I I broke my dad's watch and it's 300 pounds and I have eight pounds in my bank account. And he was like, oh my God, your dad's going to kill you. And I was like, my dad's going to kill me. And I was like, but I don't understand. I've already paid 70 pounds. How's this happened? I'm so confused. And then I'm literally tearing up. Like, I don't know what to do. My heart is going pitter-patter. I don't know what to do. And my sister sits behind him and I was like, by the way, you can't tell my sister because like I love Thean, but she would like she will tell my parents if I've done something wrong, she's gonna tell my parents because she thinks it's funny to throw me under the bus. Like she's done it so many times, she always throws me under the bus and I'm like, Why would you do that? And she's like, It's just funny. I'm sorry, but that's such a piss take. Anyway, we're not gonna get into it. I would pull her on this podcast and actually question her on it. And but I've questioned her before and she literally her words are literally like, It's just funny. It's not funny to me. It's really not. Like she literally said to mom and dad, oh, by the way, hen's got single digits left in her bank account. Why would you do that? That is so rude. Anyway. So it then hits time for me to go to cams and I'm like, shit, okay. And I reevaluate, I reevaluate the text message and I think, huh, actually this isn't so bad. It says, you know, glass colon nothing, um, hand colon nothing. It's only the service that's costing 300 pounds. And I was like, to get a watch serviced is a different thing to getting it fixed, or so I thought. So I was like, you know what, this is fine. I don't want to get it serviced. I don't wish to continue with Timpsons right now. I have paid the money, the glass is fixed, the hand is fixed, it's just the service that they want me to do, but I don't need to do that. So it's fine. So I proceed to go to um, cams and my weight goes up. I am so happy. I am on cloud nine and I tell my family therapist, all about this drama, and she says, do update me, and I said, I will, like, my therapist knows about this, my family therapist now knows about this, I, my dance teachers know about this in the, like, the weeks after I broke it, and they thought it was hilarious, like, everyone I tell the story to pisses themselves with laughter, like, it is quite funny, and then everyone's, you know, giggling and just saying, you've got this, and I was like, I... I've got this like I have sussed it I've sorted it and I was like to my family therapist. I was like look look at look at the text What do you think? She was like, oh, I don't really know And I was like, but do you not think that maybe the service is like something different because it already says like, you know Glass hand nothing. It's just the service and she was like, yeah, maybe actually and I was like, okay, perfect And I was like girly I have sorted this out Wow, I was on cloud nine I was messaging all my friends and my weight's gone up. Everyone was so happy for me They were like wow, this is amazing and I was like, I know we really needed this because all my friends helped me put my weight up like every lunchtime we go and get extra snacks and stuff and just feed me. Um, so we were all buzzing. And I go to Ealing cause I'm like ready to pick up my watch. I go to Timpson's man and he says, hello, miss. And I'm like, hello, sir. And I'm like, is my watch ready to be picked up? And he was like, oh, miss. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, did you get a message? And I was like, oh, I did, but I just don't want to continue with my service. So it's fine. And he was like, no, I'm really sorry, miss, but it is actually 295 pounds to get fixed guys, I just got shivers, I literally just got goosebumps, my stomach plummets, and I'm like, I'm really sorry, sir, but I can't afford that, I have eight pounds left in my bank account, and he's like, oh, miss, like, do you want me to send it back, and I can refund you, and I was like, I think we're gonna have to do that, like, I can't see a way around this, and he was just like, I'm really, really sorry, and I was like, it's fine, like, it's fine, I leave, I proceed to have a breakdown in Ealing Broadway, so funny, and I proceed to have a breakdown, crying, sobbing, having a horrible time, and my dad works at Ealing Broadway, he works at, um, at Ealing Film Studios, so it's really close by, so I was like, do I literally pop in and just tell him? Like, surely if I'm crying and sobbing, and having a breakdown about it, he's gonna be more sympathetic than if I were to just tell him. So I do think about marching in there and saying, Dad, I'm really sorry, but like, I break the wa-. But the delusion in me thought I can still fix this, I'm Bob the Builder, I can fix this, and bear in mind, it's now like 1pm, and I haven't started revising yet for my two exams tomorrow, stress is high, stress is really, really high, and I'm 300 pounds down to fix this watch, and I'm like, shit, like, what do I do, so anyway, I'm crying, I have River by Leon Bridges on repeat, it's the most calming song, I love it to bits, I have When the Party's Over by Billy on repeat, anyway, I go back to school, I go to the sick form toilets cause I'm sobbing and I just need to like get myself together. And also I know that like there's a certain group that always hangs out in the sick form toilets and I love them to bits. They're just my kind of people. I love them. I know my girlies are in there. So I, I go into the toilets and then my friend's like smiling so much, giving me a big hug. Like, oh my God, I'm so happy your weight's gone up. And I start crying and she's like, oh no, I thought we wanted your weight to go up. And I was like, it's not about the weight, it's about the watch. And I was like, have I told you the watch story? And she was like, no. I proceed in broken tears and broken voice to try and explain the fact I broke this watch. And then, um, (laughs) and then one of the girls goes, wait, why don't, why don't we go see Malcolm? Now, guys, Malcolm, I don't know if everyone has this at their school, but there's, like, this DT guy at our school called Malcolm. Or he was, there used to be this guy in our school called Malcolm, and he was, like, an old man. He'd always help out at Wood- Woodworks and plastics and you know the DT stuff and he was a little expert and We haven't seen Malcolm in a long time. Okay, he's he's left the school. We don't know what's happened to Malcolm may He rest in peace. We don't know what's happened to him And my friend goes wait, I bet Malcolm can fix it and I was like, but Malcolm doesn't exist Like I haven't seen him in a long time and she was just like let's find fake Malcolm my god I thought, what a genius idea. This man will be able to fix my pocket watch. This is a fantastic idea. And I say, I say, right, where do we locate fake Malcolm? None of us know. None of us know where this man is located. I don't think anyone knows where this man is located. He could be anywhere. So we trek to DT Block and we find the door that's his, like, his kind of workshop. But it's obviously, like, locked and it's, like, no students are allowed in there because of all the machines. And we think, hmm. So then there's, like, another office next to it of this, like, I don't know what teacher it was, but it's just a random teacher. And my friend knocks on the door and he's, like, excuse me, where's your neighbour? And he's literally, like, sorry? And she's, like, yeah, sir, like, where's your neighbour? And he was, like, what do you mean? And she was, like, you know, the guy that, like, lives in the workshop, like, where is he? And <laughs> the teacher's just, like oh, the DT guy. And then my friend's like, that's so rude. You don't even know his name. And then the teacher's just like, no, but I don't know where the DT guy is. He could be, like, in this other, like, classroom. So we're like, okay, great, thanks. No one seems to know his name. So we go to this other classroom, knock on the door. We say, excuse me, have you seen the um, fake Malcolm? My friend literally goes, excuse me, have you seen fake Malcolm? In front of this whole entire class. And she goes no who's fake malcolm um she was just like oh okay like the dt guy the tech guy or something um and then the teacher's like oh the tech guy yes yes you want to go through this door and then blah, blah, whatever so we go through the door which is a door to a conjoining classroom my friend barges and doesn't knock and she goes excuse me where's the tech guy we didn't realize there was a class in there there's a whole year eight class in there or something and this annoying little year eight just goes miss you're gonna have that they didn't even knock literally get out my face. I'm in a high stress situation. It is now 1.30 and I haven't started revising yet for my two A-levels the next day. It is a high stress situation. I don't have time for a year eight being pissy like this. And then the teacher just looks at us, deaf stares, doesn't say anything. Whilst this year eight is just nattering on about how we didn't knock and how we barged in, and how we are so rude. And she just stares at us. And my friend continues to talk like, miss, like, hello, miss, like do you know where the tech guy is? She just stares at us, stares into our souls, and I come forward and I'm like, look miss, I'm really, really sorry for barging in like this, but I'm in quite a desperate situation. Is there any chance you know where the tech guy is? And she's like, you, through there. And I was like, okay. So my other friends leave, and I go through to the tech guy, and honestly, he side-eyes me like you wouldn't believe. Like, he stays facing, I walk in, like, behind him, and his eyeball is literally at the side of his face, because he never, like, tech guy, he never gets anyone visiting him. He never, like, no one visits the tech guy no one he doesn't get visitors no one knows his name i still don't know his name isn't that awful i was trying to find his name on his lanyard he didn't have a lanyard so i was like fantastic do you even work here none of the teachers knew his name he was just the tech guy isn't that rude i mean i'm just as bad as them because i still don't know their name um his name but anyway the tech guy has his eyeball the side of his face trying to see who it is i would ever approach him because he's like who in who is that like no one comes to see me and i say hello and he says hello and I was like I'm really sorry to barge in like this but um I really need your help and advice I've broken my dad's pocket watch and I really need to get it fixed and I'm just not really sure where to go and who can do it and this man turns around swivels in his chair to face me guys my heart he looks like something out of Tinkerbell everyone search up bubble from Tinkerbell the biggest googliest eyes you will ever see in these huge round glasses And, like, this lovely, like, I think he's Scottish, but it's, it's like a high, not high-pitched, but, like, quite a high, I guess high-pitched, nasally tone of voice. And he's just, like, this little fairy. And he says, oh, like, what year are you? And I was like, you're 13, I actually have two A-levels tomorrow, but I really need to sort this out. Like, I have broken my dad's pocket watch, and I don't know what to do and he proceeds to open his bum bag, whips out a pocket watch, and he's like, ah, which bit have you broken? I was like, no way, do you have a pocket watch right now? You are magical, sir, you are magical. So I get his pocket watch, and I point out the bits I've broken, which is like the glass facing and everything, and he says, ah, right, He's he's like, I'm really, really sorry, like, I don't specialise in clockwork, I specialise in jewellery, so I'm not sure I'd be able to fix it for you." And I was like, oh my god, I was not expecting you to fix it, I was just expecting to have some advice, like, honestly, anything would do, and he was like, you know, I think if it was any other watch, I would definitely have a go at fixing it, but because this is such an old one, and it's so antique, I don't want to take that chance and mess it up. And I was like, honestly, I would just take anything from you, like, I'm not expecting to fix this up. Okay. And he recommends like the name of the shops He's like, okay, so like as a child I always went here and this is this place and this place he gives me loads of places He's just the loveliest, sweetest man. And he's like, please update me on how it all goes And I was like, I'd love to but I'm also leaving school like it was the last week of school And I was like, I don't think I'm gonna be popping in to see you Isn't that mean that is so mean of me like this was his probably his only visitor from Eltham Park High School but it was also in my last week of school and I was like, okay, like I'm not sure we're gonna get a resolution within one week. Anyway, I give him my thanks. I say thank you to the teachers who I barged into the classroom. I go and find my friends, give them the little update. They're all are celebrating. because we're like, woo, we're back in control. The situation is back under control. Cause I asked fake Malcolm and I was like, listen, you know, Timpsons were charging me £300, and he was, like, oh, no, 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 it shouldn't be £300, and I was, like, exactly, like, I've been scammed, and he was, like, no, 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 it'd be £100 to £120 at best, and I was, like, oh, my God, so true, so I was, like, fantastic news, I knew it shouldn't be £300, I can afford, well, I couldn't afford £120, but I could make it work, I could find, like, cash somewhere, so I was, like, okay, brilliant, let's, let's get this fixed, um, I proceed to go to the study room because it is now 2 p.m. and I haven't revised for my two exams the next day. And I see my head of year in the study room and she's like, oh, I need to talk to you. And I was like, oh my God, miss, I think I need to talk to you as well. And she was like, oh, okay. So I come into her office and she says, what do you need to talk to me about? And I was like, it's not really serious, but I have this predicament. And she was like, okay, tell me. I tell her the whole pocket watch story. And she, out of my therapist, out of my dance teachers out of all my friends out of my family therapist she is the only one who says you've just got to tell your parents and this my friends this my friend is why you go to your head of year who's the, probably like one of the most responsible adults you'll ever come across and i said really do you really think i should and she was like yes absolutely yes she was like this situation has got way out of control helena you can't afford it both financially and both emotionally and both intellectually because you have two exams tomorrow and you haven't revised yet which is so unlike you and you can't be dealing with this stress running around central London trying to fix this watch put the watch aside tell your parents let them deal with it that's what parents are for and focus on your exams and I was like miss you are so right you are so right and it pains me so to admit it because I really thought I could do something by myself and I was like miss I'm just really sad though because I really thought you know I'm turning 18 I'm, I'm I can do this, and she was like, yeah, but it backfired, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it has actually, and I was like, I just don't want to get ho- go home, like, I'm actually gonna get murdered, and she was like, you know, what you need to do is get your parents in one room and say, listen, I have something to tell you, you're not gonna like it, it's probably gonna upset you, but don't ask questions, don't interrupt me, let me tell my story all the way through, and then at the end, you can ask questions, and I was like, you know what, miss, that is the most fantastic advice ever, I was like, okay, okay we've got this so I proceed to do some revision finally thank god um and my friend the whole time is in the study room that, that I um went to and that found out on history is in the study room with me and my sister and the whole time he's just teasing my sister like oh Helena's gonna get murdered by your dad today and my sister was like what have you done and I was like literally stop like stop asking questions we camp out at school till like five and then I'm like you know what it really is time to go home. And my head of year is, head of year is like, Helen, you've got to go home, you've got to face this. And my sister's like, why does everyone know apart from me? And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. So I go home and I say parents and they go, oh God. And I'm like, I need to call a diplomatic meeting. Mm, they go, oh God, what, what's happened, what's happened? Because obviously I got weighed that day. So they thought it was something to do with cams. And I was like, don't worry, it's nothing to do with cams. Cam's is great, my weight's gone up, it's fantastic. It's not a mental health problem. And my mom's like, oh my God, okay. Like, hen, I'm actually getting nervous now. Like I've got a pit in my stomach, what's happened? And I was like, dad, I'm so, so sorry in advance. You're gonna hate me, I'm so sorry. But it's the pocket watch. And my dad goes, for fuck's sake. (laughs) He goes, I knew it. And I was like, yeah. I was like, listen, no one interrupt me. Everyone let me tell my story. I tell them the story from front to back, inside out, up and down give them the whole story from breaking at a dance to going to fake malcolm and my dad just goes why did you think you could do this by yourself and i was like because i really just thought it can't be that hard like surely it can't be that hard to just take a watch to a place and get it fixed i didn't think it'd be 300 pounds and my dad was like no he was like i literally know a man down the road that could do it for way cheaper and i was like oh for god's sake (laughs) I also forgot, he was like, you should have just come to me as soon as it broke. And I was like, well, yeah, I could have. But I was like, it was kind of much more fun trying to do it by myself. Like, I actually really felt so proud of myself for trying to do it by myself. (sighs) Anyway, moral of the story is my parents didn't kill me. They didn't get, did they get upset? Yes. But did they get angry? No, because they saw my efforts and they were like, you know what? We have respect for you for at least trying. Um... But my God, why? they were like, why did you deal with this when you have two exams the next day? And I was like, you know what? It's a really fantastic question. I don't know, I don't know. I was just prioritizing the watch. And they were like, no, like, just let me sort this out. So anyway, the watch then gets put in my dad's hands and I, I don't really know what's happened since. He's taken it to his man down the road, I presume for a lot cheaper price and it's gonna get fixed. But guys, the most heartbreaking part of it all is that it can't really be replaced with glass. It has to be replaced with plastic. This lovely 1800 watch is, um, gonna be replaced with plastic. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know, I don't really know the ins and outs. I don't know why we couldn't get the glass recut and sized. Like, I thought the glass was the best part to smash. It's literally just glass. You can replace glass. Like, it's literally a glass dome. What is so hard about that? But no. But no, they're having to use a plastic substitute. Um, so it's definitely still a sore topic. It's still a sore topic. I mentioned it to my dad and I think he twinges a little bit. He's a bit like, oh, it, it still hurts a little bit, which is so understandable. But I'd just like to say, God bless, God bless fake Malcolm because what would I have done without that man? He really was a twinkle in my life that I needed. And I guess that concludes my pocket watch story. I don't know if this was interesting. I don't know if people giggled, if people were just like, you're dumb if people start to sleep through this story, but honestly, it's a story, and it's one that I hold ever so dear to my heart, and I think the moral of it to conclude upon is that, um, sometimes just ask your parents for help, especially if you break something, it's, like, don't try and replace it, don't try and fix it, just tell them before it, like, blows up in your face even more, and yes, sometimes it's nice to try and think that you can do stuff by yourself, but guys, we're kids for a reason and I think, I just think sometimes parents have a little bit more knowledge that can help How Anyway, I'm gonna wrap this podcast up here. It's, I'm dreading the rest of this day. I don't want to do it but it's fine. It's just, just part of the Dear arm Diaries but I'm very glad I could have this little hour, actually hour and a half because you know what, the whole other episode Mm, got erased, got erased, and i have about to restart, and you know, we've already turned up about it, but it's fine, we're gonna live, laugh, love it off, because here we are, but thank you so much for being my distraction for the past hour and a half, it's been so wonderful to escape with you from this horrible day, um, and yeah, everyone take care, there'll be an Interrail podcast coming out very soon, and as always, I hope you're all well, and have a lovely summer, okay, well, bye!